chocolate mocha, lemon raspberry, vanilla vanilla bean, cookies and cream, and my favorite, strawberry. Those are just some of the more popular cupcake flavors. And those will be kind of put to the side for this weekend. Because in college football, friends, this weekend, it's Cupcake Weekend. (laughs) Welcome to the Y'all Show. I'm John Rawl. It's week 13, and sure enough, most of your big programs in the SEC and ACC are either not playing at all this weekend, or they've got those little teeny tiny FCS teams waltzing into their big stadiums for one last little home game before a big rivalry game, perhaps, next weekend. And on today's Y'all Show, we're going to tell you about those FCS versus Power 5 matchups, the Cupcake Weekend Edition but there's, there are some scintillizing and, and pretty intriguing games going on across the SEC, ACC, Big 12, and more. And I got to give props to the Big 12. There's no cupcake matchup on the schedule for that conference this weekend. And we'll walk through what's going on with the Big 12 in the second hour. But what's on store or in store for the Y'all Show, the Y'all Kickoff Show, that is, here on this 13th weekend with John Rawl serving as your host? We've got a look at the top 25 games going on that we'll get to. In in a handful of seconds and later this hour we'll go to jonathan lifeheight of cbs sports digital and he will share with us the acc lineup here this weekend and at the end of this first hour of the show we'll have our friend general gridiron he'll report to his post and he'll shout out all of the good games going on in the sport of college football and weigh in with his humorous way of predicting the outcome general gridiron field marshal of football foretelling that's coming up at the end of this first hour and that's only the first half of today's y'all kickoff show we get to the second half and the big 12 is going to kick off the second half as barbecue barrister and big 12 barrister matt hermans will be right back here in the usual place that he's in the y'all kickoff show and we'll get his take not only on how to get your turkey ready for thanksgiving as he's going to share some tips on deep frying turkey but hey that turkey is going to also talk about the big 12 as what a monster game we had in waco last weekend with baylor literally stepping on a landmine in the second half and blowing up and allowing oklahoma to come back and shut them out in the second half and get a, a win there at mclean this weekend, right there along the banks of the Brazos River in Waco, Baylor's got another Big 12 opponent and a big Big 12 opponent coming in. That would be the Texas Longhorns driving up just the short distance from Austin for a rivalry game. And we'll get Barbecue Barrister and Big 12 Barrister Matt Herman's take on that matchup. And then as we get through halfway through the second hour, it's time for the SEC. And we're going to hear from a couple of coaches in the Southeastern Conference as they have big games here this weekend. First, we'll hear from Jimbo Fisher of the Texas A&M Aggies. The Ags go all the way to Athens for a game against the Georgia Bulldogs. And Texas A&M already has, I think, seven, they're seven and six, seven and two. Seven, no, seven and three is the ag schedule right now and it's going to be tough for them to win their last two games they got georgia this weekend and lsu next weekend and if they could somehow win one of those two that would really improve their bowl fortune 
likely you're going to finish seven and five if you were a betting person that's probably where you're going to go regardless we'll hear from jimbo fisher and the sec spotlight of the y'all kickoff show we'll also hear from jeremy pruitt head coach of the tennessee volunteers as tennessee desperately needs another win to get to the bowl lineup and they've got a road trip to columbia and they're taking on the missouri tigers at Faro field this weekend and we'll break that down and all the other sec games including some of those great cupcake matchups of the sec alabama for example has western carolina samford is going to be going not stanford sam not stan samford is going to be going to auburn to take on the tigers this very weekend and a couple of teams like florida don't even have a game here this 13th weekend of college football all that in our sec spotlight and then we wrap up today's y'all kickoff show with the college football land nappy land yep it's a little mixture of all things college football and we'll walk through some of the group of five schools we'll look at what's going on in the cusa the american conference as well as sunbelt fun and we'll also share some of the big fcs games going on this this is the final weekend of fcs football as they begin their playoffs next weekend and there's some games that mean something on the fcs level that are happening here on this football saturday and we'll tell you what they are across the southeast in the second hour well we hope you are having a great time getting ready for this 13th weekend of football hey if you want to connect to us our number 803-816-1170 and you can also listen to the y'all kickoff show or the monday through thursday edition of the show is the y'all show which we mix college football talk alongside news sports politics cooking and a little bit of music talk as well and much much more it's all part of the y'all show and you can find us on a couple of the streaming apps iHeartRadio, the TuneIn radio app and apple podcast and naturally you can find the y'all show and the y'all kickoff show posted each and every day at y'all.com and y'all.com on facebook like us if you would we would sure appreciate it well, looking at the schedule of the top 25 here on this football Saturday, the biggest game arguably across all of college football is a Big Ten East matchup going on at the Horseshoe in Columbus. As Penn State, they're number eight. They go into Columbus to take on the Buckeyes of Ohio State, which are number two in the CFP poll. And this is a game that's going to start at high noon Columbus time on Fox as Ohio Stadium hosts this battle. And somehow if Penn State emerges victorious, They'll be in the driver's seat to get to the Big Ten Championship and will reignite their wish to be playing for a national championship. Ohio State, many think they've got the best chance of playing in the natty, and this should be a a victory. If you look at current trends in this series, Ohio State has certainly had the upper hand over James Franklin's Nittany Bunch. But it'll be one worth watching. It'll be one of your early games on this football weekend. Again, Ohio State, Penn State kicking off at 12 noon Eastern on Fox. At the same time on ESPN, how about the Western Carolina Catamounts getting the prime time spot, meaning high noon on ESPN on a football weekend as the Catamounts from Cuttlewigo all the way to Tuscaloosa, a place they've been a couple of times to play Alabama, and Nick Saban's number five Alabama Crimson Tide will host the SoCon school out of Cuttlewigo, North Carolina. This is a game kicking off at Bryant-Denny at 12 noon, 11 central time, again 
on ESPN. Minnesota and Northwestern have a Big Ten battle along the banks of Lake Michigan as Ryan Field hosts this battle that starts at 12 noon on ABC. Minnesota, number 10, has the one loss, and they're trying to get back on the winning side this week against the Wildcats, who are struggling as Coach Fitzgerald's team is 2-8. and eight. Remember, Northwestern played in the Big Ten title game last year but the wheels have fallen off there north of chicago in 2019 as mentioned one of those little cupcake schools we'll call it the sanford bulldogs try to get to six and six on the season and they're going to have a tough challenge as they drive down from birmingham to auburn and the tigers of gus malzahn await the sanford bulldogs auburn number 15 in the cfp rankings auburn's at seven and three this is a easy that this one of those easy games you expect to see for auburn this will be a high noon kick eastern 11 central time from jordan hare between auburn and sanford the precursor to the iron bowl which is happening next weekend in that same stadium the illinois Illini have kind of come back to life recently and lovey smith's team is six and four and they'll be on the road in iowa city as kinnick stadium hosts the battle between the fight in the line and the iowa hawkeyes the Hawks are number 17 in the top 25. This is a game televised on the Big Ten Network. You can tune in and see these two teams go at it there at Kinnick Stadium. And Iowa, I think, has sort of, well, maybe their hopes of playing in the Big Ten title are still alive. I haven't looked at the latest standings of the Big Ten, but Iowa's hoping that Minnesota will keep losing a few more games and perhaps they might can sneak in the back door to the championship game. But Wisconsin's got something to say about that as well. Big 12 football. Hey, West Virginia, a big win in week 12 as they went on the road and won at Kansas State. And the Nears will be back in Morgantown this weekend. And Oklahoma State rides in from Stillwater. This is a game set for high noon, 11 Central on ESPN2. Another Big 12 game to tell you about. This one probably not going to be quite as exciting as that Oklahoma State-West Virginia game. But it aims the Iowa State Cyclones fresh off a big home win against the Texas Longhorns last Last week, they've got their old Big 8 foe, Kansas, waltzing in. Les Miles, the Mad Hatter, his 3-7 and seven Jayhawks bunch will be trying to pull the upset against the number 22 Iowa State Cyclones. This is, again, a noon Eastern 11 Central kick, and that will be available, I think, on Fox Sports 1 is where you can tune in and see that one. Boston College and Notre Dame, they have a longtime rivalry, and these two Catholic schools get together for Mass at 2.30 Eastern, 1.30 Central from Notre Dame Stadium in Notre Dame, Indiana. Of course, NBC has this broadcast. The Irish are eight and two. BC comes in at five and five. And Jonathan Lifite, in talking with him earlier in the week, told me that he thinks Boston College can pull the upset here. And I know ACC fans are hoping that that will be the case as Coach Adazio's had not the best of seasons there in Chestnut Hill. And they need to get back on the winning side. And a win at Notre Dame against a rival will go a long way in keeping him around chestnut hill going forward now to the sun belt and the number 24 appalachian state mountaineers will have a home game at kid brewer as the bobcats of texas state come in to boo north carolina for this 230 eastern 130 central kick on espn plus Texas A&M and Georgia have your afternoon special on CBS as Sanford Stadium and Dooley Field welcome in the Aggies for the first time since 1954. This is the first time these two play as members of the same conference, the SEC, and CBS has this one, number four Georgia and 
Texas A&M, Georgia with only the one loss right there between the hedges to game to the Gamecocks earlier in the year. And now Jimbo Fisher's squad comes in for a 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 kick. We'll be hearing from Jimbo Fisher later on this show as we'll get his feedback about this upcoming battle with Kirby Smart's Bulldogs. A Big Ten game going on in Bloomington worth mentioning, and that's the Michigan Wolverines ranked number 13. They'll be in Indiana. How about the Hoosiers? They're 7-3 and three right now, and ESPN will have this game from Memorial Stadium there on the IU campus and a 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 kick. I think Indiana just might walk out of here victorious. Something tells me an upset special is coming in Bloomington for the Hoosiers. And if they win that, they'll be at 8-3 and three and possibly can have a 10-win season if they keep winning. So that'll be one worth watching on ESPN. And that one, again, follows that western carolina alabama game that's going to be going on earlier in the day texas and baylor have a fox sports one contest from mclean stadium 330 eastern 230 central the kick between the horns and the waco based baylor university bears with baylor of course collapsing in the second half last week to ou they're ready to put that one behind them and beat texas another time not often do you see baylor be victorious against texas but they should be the favorite in this game texas sitting at four six and four four losses for tom herman's team this year that's not what ut fans signed up for when they brought him back to austin now to the pac-12 and it's the big battle in the coliseum between the inner city foes as ucla and usc they renew their rivalry this will be a game on abc that starts at 3 30 eastern and it'll be 12 30 la time between the bruins and the trojans usc 23rd in the latest cfp standings they're seven and four a good turnaround for coach helton's team not quite the number of wins they would love to have but this season was kind of spinning out of control for the men of troy to start things out as they had quarterback injuries and such but they've got a chance to beat chip kelly's bruins and go to eight and four and wrap up their season and wait for their bowl berth but it's going to be fun. I like this rivalry because, if nothing else, this is the game that pits two teams wearing their home color jerseys against each other. You'll see that UCLA blue and that Trojan maroon out there on display. And it's just in a sun splash coliseum. It's a it's a great scene there in L.A. between these Pac-12 foes. Now to the American Conference and the Midshipmen of Navy have the SMU Mustangs riding in to Navy Marine Corps Stadium in Annapolis. This game starts at 3.30 Eastern, and it'll be on CBS Sports Network. Back to the Big Ten for a game going on at Camp Randall Stadium in Madison. Purdue and number 12 Michigan meet up on Fox, and that's a 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Madison time kick as the Wisconsin Badgers 8-2 and two and back to their winning ways after some real tough losses to Illinois and Ohio State. But they're trying to get back to the Big Ten championship game. How about this game going on in Tampa, Florida at Raymond James Stadium between the Bulls of South Florida and the Memphis Tigers as Coach Norvell's team is sitting at number 18 in the CFP standings. ESPNU will broadcast this game at 4 Eastern, 3 Central, and will Charlie Strong end up coaching the Bulls beyond this year as they're destined to have a losing season memphis man the sky and future is bright for memphis tiger football and they should win this one and and get closer to being in the american conference championship game lsu is the number one team in the country they shouldn't have too hard of a time at baton rouge as it's a saturday night special 
there in Death Valley as the Arkansas Razorbacks 2-8 and eight and have an interim coach coming in. Arkansas had an open week last week after they made the change from Chad Morris. ESPN will be broadcasting this game again. It's Saturday night in Death Valley, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Baton Rouge time kick between the Hogs and the LSU Tigers in the battle for the boot. The Temple Owls and Cincinnati get together at Nippert Stadium. ESPN2 broadcasts this game starting at 7 Eastern. Oregon and Arizona State have a game on ABC in the evening hour, 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 kick between the Ducks and the Sun Devils from Tempe, that on ABC. TCU, Oklahoma on Fox, that's your primetime game from Norman as the Oklahoma Sooners, they're trying to get back into the CFP mix. They're number nine right now, and the Horn Frogs come in with a 5-5 five and five mark. Utah and Arizona have a late game out at Arizona Stadium. Fox Sports 1 has this game set for 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central. And then finally, the late of all the games going on on CBS Sports Network from Logan, Utah, and you've got the Utah State Aggies hosting the number 20 Boise State Broncos. The Broncos come in at 9-1, and one, and again, this will be your late game of the day on CBS Sports Network. And that is a look at the top 25 action here on this 13th weekend of college football. When we come back, we'll switch over to the Atlantic Coast Conference, and our friend Jonathan Leifheit will be dropping by for a report on the ACC and walk us through what's going on in the ACC as teams are trying, especially from the Coastal Division, find their way to Charlotte. This is the Y'all Kickoff Show. We will be back after this. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at bevel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. From ooh to aww, whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, code HOLIDAY50.
The Florida State Seminoles have been on a little bit of a win streak of late. They've got an interim coach. Welcome back. It's the Y'all Kickoff Show. And I'm John Rawl, now joined by Jonathan Leifheit of CBS Sports Digital and the 24-7 Sports Network. We'll get you through the ACC lineup here on this 13th weekend of college football. But Tallahassee's on our mind as we begin this ACC Spotlight. Jonathan, some news stories to pass along. Some might be a reminder. Some might be new to some of you listening. Wake Forest leading receiver for the Deeks, Sage Surratt, is done for the season. As Dave Clawson announced this last week, he appeared to hurt his shoulder in a game the previous week at Virginia Tech. So what do we know about his contribution, and are the Deeks going to miss him going forward the rest yeah, of the way? Yeah, they're certainly going to miss him. He was uh, you know, a big part of their offense and really kind of a – kind of a clutch receiver for them and and uh um i don't know if it would have made much difference against clemson uh if he'd have been there but uh he missed that game uh and uh it it's you know for wake forest that they can generally get a pretty good starting 11 on there out there and 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 then but depth for them is, is going to be an issue and has always been an issue because they'll usually rely on you know fifth year players and that type of thing for you know that's just how their program is built. So losing a player of that caliber, they just don't have anybody to to kind of replace them, uh, and it's going to make an impact and not a good one. Okay, let's also talk about the latest in Tallahassee, the coaching search for Florida State. And I know on our show on Tuesday in our Big Twelve spotlight, Jonathan, we had our Big Twelve barrister Matt Hearman's weigh in on the Bob Stoops Tallahassee rumor. He says that he thinks that Coach Stoops wants to get back into major college football coaching. As right now, he's scheduled to be the new head coach of the Dallas franchise in the upcoming XFL. Now, of course, Coach Stoops, we're talking about Bob, not his little brother Mark, is denying these rumors to Tallahassee. There's also a statement put out by the Florida State players as not an official statement, but in their sentiment, they want to see Odell Haggins, the current interim coach, be a candidate for the head coaching job there at FSU. Jonathan, help us make sense of what's going on at the TP in Tallahassee. Well, you forgot about uh, the the rumor the week before when it was uh, Deion Sanders. That oh, was, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't think anybody knows what's going on except for maybe the AD. And uh, I'd be really, really surprised if they gave Odell Haggins more than a cursory look. Um, he has been at, in uh, Florida State for I don't know how long. Um, but, uh, you know, you would think that if, if he had been a head coaching material that he would have probably gotten an opportunity somewhere along the way. And uh, – I, I think I'd be shocked if, if they went in that direction. As far as the Stoops rumors are concerned, you know, he's going to be, he's going to be rumored to go into any big time, you know, uh, you know, top 10, top 15 job that comes along, uh, until, uh, until basically he get it gets just past kind of his prime a little bit. So I, I'm not sure that I believe he wants to get back into major college football. You mentioned the, uh, was it XFL? Mm-hmm. thing that he's that's a job though that only requires his attention about six months of the year he doesn't have to recruit he doesn't have to keep tabs on on a whole program it's really more of a pure coaching job so kind of satisfies that itch to you know to coach but it doesn't come with all of the headaches and uh, time commitments that are involved in major college football now i might be wrong i certainly have no inside information but i'd just be surprised if uh, if he was interested in returning at this point and with that job out in Big D, he gets to play around with Vince McMahon's money, the CEO of the WWE. 
and <laughs> he might enjoy that a little bit more than going out and asking boosters to contribute to whatever exactly. school he, he might end up being at. But some of the FSU booster, some of the rather FSU players on social media outwardly campaigning for Coach Haggins to be the new coach at FSU. And, hey, he's 2-0 and right now in his interim role. <laughs> yeah, he is. But I, like I said, I'll be kind of surprised if I go in that direction. And I think he might be 3-0 and overall because he coached the team that went out and played in the Independence Bowl. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. So uh, what happened? Let's go back in your vast vault of knowledge on Florida State football and ACC football, Jonathan Leifite. How did they end up with Willie Taggart as the coach? I know he was only at Oregon one year when they recruited him to come in after Jimbo Fisher kind of up and left. What led them to get him? Because I thought at the time they would have gotten a more sexier coach to Tallahassee. Well, I mean, if you remember, uh, Taggart was uh, prior to Oregon. Where was he at? South Florida. And uh, he generally um, pretty well regarded. He uh, took that, that program and really built them up, did a good job. So the thinking was, here's a guy that already had success in Florida, who has connections in Florida, and and you know what Florida State success and Miami for that for, for that matter as well as, as as Florida and Gainesville, their their success is all built around recruiting the state of Florida because if you recruit that state, you really don't have to recruit anywhere else because there's so much talent there. So he had done a good job of recruiting Florida. Uh, he had good success at South Florida. And uh, so the thought was bringing him back would be a good move. And, you know, he only had one year at uh, at Oregon, but uh, that, that was the thinking. Well, let me remind Florida State fans and fans of any school that just because you get rid of a coach, maybe because they deserve to be gotten rid of, in the case of Willie Taggart, it doesn't mean you're going to instantly upgrade and get a marquee name into your school. We've seen time and time again some much bigger, although not much, there's really not too many schools bigger than Florida State, but there are some schools with a large, much larger endowment and enrollment and Power 5 programs that have gone out looking, uh, I'm looking at you, Tennessee, and multiple times they've struck out. Now, I think they've struck out with their latest coach, but we'll give him a little bit more time. But that Tennessee's not the only school. I think even, shoot, I think Texas even had an issue a couple of years ago with all their coaching maneuvers. And just because you think you're going to get the best coach out there, that doesn't necessarily always happen. Nor does it guarantee that they'll be successful at your school. That is true there. All right, let's talk about some future schedules, Jonathan, as I don't know what you're doing in the year 2024, but you can go see VU and VT play as it's just been announced that Vanderbilt and Virginia Tech are going to have a series on the gridiron. They're going to start the 24 season, the 2024 season in Nashville, but not at Vanderbilt Stadium. The Gobblers will go into Nashville and play Vanderbilt at Nissan Stadium, the home of the Tennessee Titans. And that game again in the 2024 season. And then the following year, the Commodores will sell their ship, I guess, although I don't know for sure 
sure it's going to be at Lane Stadium, but it appears they're going to sell their Commodore ship into Lane Stadium and take on Virginia Tech on campus in 2025. But, Jonathan, we recently reported on our SEC report how Florida literally had to go on social media and say, hey, anybody want to play us? And here you got Virginia Tech and Vanderbilt scheduled for a series. I don't know why it's so hard, but evidently it must be a little bit of a challenge to get opponents if you're a Power 5 program. Uh, It's not. It's just that uh, teams like Florida – uh, seem to think that they can get who they want and dictate the terms to them. And that doesn't always work out so well because not everybody's going to take that. So they make it harder than it probably should be. Yeah, the Chompers, by the way, just ended up scheduling a deal with Arizona State for several years down the road. But Vanderbilt and Virginia Tech coming up on the schedule in 2024 and twenty. 20- 25. Jonathan, let's now go to week 13 of ACC football. The embattled Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets in NC State with Thursday night lights this week. And then when we move to Saturday, it's going to be a busy day for a lot of teams, although some are playing out of conference as the Liberty Flames and Hugh Freeze head into Scott Stadium in Charlottesville for a non-conference game for the Cavaliers. This game starts at 12 noon on the ACC NX channel. 12 noon, Charlottesville, 11 central between the Liberty Flames and the Virginia Cavaliers. Bronco Mendenhall's team, which is in a battle for that Coastal Division race, well, this week's game, it really doesn't matter. No, it doesn't, and... uh I, that game that's uh, between them and Virginia Tech is shaping up to be probably for the championship. But that's next week. Boston College is out of conference as they play ACC light member Notre Dame. This game at Notre Dame Stadium. This is a rivalry game. It'll be televised on NBC starting at 2.30 Eastern, 1.30 Central and Notre Dame number 16 right now. And we know that, again, this is what they call the Catholic rivalry game. Jonathan, BC, <laughs> did they have much of a chance in this one? Uh, you know, I can't tell with them. They seem to be a little schizophrenic and, and Notre Dame is too. I mean, uh, they struggled, uh, with Virginia and Virginia Tech, but still managed to win. Uh, and then BC, you know, they've, they, uh, they've done some, some good stuff and some bad stuff. I, I think it'll be a, probably a closer game than people think, but, uh, but probably Notre Dame wins. And BC's season has not gone exactly as according to plan for Coach Adazio. Is he going to get removed, in your opinion, if he has a loss here and perhaps a week, another loss next week? Uh, what's his, What's their record right now? Do you you have that in front of you? Well, my Boston College record is at five and five, and they're not expected to win this week. So let's say they go to five and six, and then they wrap up their season at a very difficult place. Pittsburgh taking on the Panthers. They they could end up being five and seven if they're five and seven, not going to the bowl. What do you think? Uh, I think they would stick with Adazio one more year. <laughs> he did it again. He escaped the noose again is, is what Jonathan's yep. saying. I think he does if uh, at this point. All right. North Carolina's got a game against the Mercer Bears. This will be on ACC NX. It starts at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central. North Carolina needs a win. They've had a rough go of it lately. And at six losses, they can't afford any more losses. They should not have too much of a challenge here against the SoCon's Mercer Bears. And then the Tar Heels wrap up next week against their rival NC State with a chance to perhaps 
go to a bowl, but they got to get past Mercer here this weekend. Virginia Tech and Pitt meet on ESPN2. This is really the best game going on in the conference this week between the Gobblers and the Panthers. ESPN2 has this broadcast from Lane Stadium starting at 3.30, 2.30 Central. Jonathan, this could help go a long way to answering the big question, who's going to win the Coastal Division? Yeah, and uh, to me, I think if uh, – I believe if Pitt wins, I think it, it – uh, uh, at this point, comes down to Virginia, it, it, Virginia or Pitt. So, uh, but if a Virginia Tech wins, then it's UVA or, or Virginia. Yeah. So, so what I mean, needs Virginia to happen Tech. is Virginia controls its own destiny. So, if Virginia yep. wins next week, they're in good shape. If Pitt wins this week, they need Virginia Tech to beat Virginia next week, and Pitt will go Correct. back to the championship game. If the <clears throat> Hokies win this week and next week, it'll be. Virginia Tech in Charlotte taking on Clemson. Yep. So UVA and Virginia Tech both control their own destiny. Pitt, Pitt needs to win out and hope for a UVA loss. That is true. But how about my standings knowledge, Jonathan? I think I'm doing all right on this. You're doing pretty good. I have to give you some uh, give you some credit where it's due. Well, if the Coastal would just do what the Atlantic does and have a champion midway through the whole season, it would make things a lot easier. But that's what happens when you got a team like Clemson just so good and killing everybody and everybody else is begging for scraps at this point. Syracuse will be in Louisville. ACCN will broadcast this game from 4 Eastern, 3 o'clock at Cardinal Stadium in Louisville. Syracuse, man, they came out of nowhere last week and beat duke do you think they'll have that magic when they travel to louisville uh you know louisville's a little better team uh, certainly offensively they're better so i don't think they'll have the, the ability to wallop wallop louisville but i think this might be a, a, a pretty good game to watch all right this again on accn cbs sports network's got a battle of the home team that's actually playing closer to home this week than they normally do but this week the Miami Hurricanes are the road team, Jonathan, as they're traveling only about 10 miles to FIU Stadium to take on the Florida International Panthers and Butch Davis. And when they normally play in Miami Gardens, that's about twice the amount of miles, around 20 miles between Carl Gables and Miami Gardens, so that they, they can save on the, the jet fuel this week when they go over to FIU Stadium and take on the Florida International Panthers. Yeah, let's hope we don't have another one of those ugly brawls like we did about 10 years ago between those two teams. That yeah. was, uh, that I was almost nasty. forgot about that one. Uh, I guess yeah. I've been, just like most of us, so, I guess, uh, caught up in Miles Garrett and the Cleveland Browns knocking somebody <laughs> on the top of the head that I've forgotten about that one from, from yesteryear. But it's Miami and Florida International, the Canes playing out of conference and that ought to be a one one worth watching on the CBS Sports Network. And our final game, rivalry game between Duke and Wake Forest. This game will be set at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central on ACCN. The cross-divisional foes get together at BB&T Field. Yeah, I, I kind of like Wake Forest in this one. Uh, Duke seems to be staggering to the finish, and their offense is really, really bad. Yeah, I, I know we've talked about it before, okay? But something tells me, let's say Duke ends up losing this game, maybe even loses the game against Miami the following week. They'll be four and eight, no bowl game. Do you think Coach Cutcliffe might just turn it in and say, yeah, this has been nice, but I want to, I want to go fishing? 
Nope. I think he's there for another couple of years. Okay. All right. Well, we got to give a shout out to his son. His son is doing great in Oxford, Mississippi, leading the Oxford High School team there. Of course, Coach Cutcliffe used to be the football coach of a local school there. His son only has one loss, and they enter, I think, the third round of the playoffs this week. So a little high school news, Jonathan. But the Cutcliffs are winning this year. It's just not daddy, it's son. Yeah, definitely not, Daddy. <laughs> All right, Jonathan. Well, that will wrap up our week 13 of ACC football. And we'll be right back here next week with our Thanksgiving week edition as we head into rivalry weekend of ACC football. Jonathan, thank you so much for your knowledge. You betcha. And have a great weekend. All right, Jonathan Lifehide, everybody. When we come back on the show, General Gridiron is standing by for his humorous take on the weekend's football games. That's up next on the Y'all Kickoff Show. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome into the bunker of General Gridiron, Field Marshal of Football Forecasting. We're about to map out the way this college football weekend is going to go. Will your favorite team be marching to victory, or will the enemy be taking your battle flag? Halloween might have been a few weeks back, but that's not going to stop this weekend from being officially dubbed 2019's Cupcake Weekend. This is that special Saturday that most Power 5 teams sit back and play the fourth string, if there's even a game at all. But thanks to the Big 12, there are at least a few contests worth prognosticating. So grab your helmet and man those battle stations. We're ready for another round of General Gridiron's football foretelling. Oklahoma State at West Virginia. This ain't no cupcake grudge match. The rejuvenated Nears are back in the rifle range following an impressive Week 12 upset of Top 25 K-State, a game played in the Little Apple. The Pokes take the long and winding country roads to the Mountain State with a very long shot at playing in the conference title game in two weeks. In this matchup of Big 12 rookie skipper Neil Brown v. season mullet man Mike Gundy, the couch burners better get ready. The Generals' victor, West Virginia Baga. Texas A&M at Georgia. This is the first matchup of the Ags and Dogs as members of the SEC. The last time A&M was between the hedges, 1954. In Ike's first term as the president, the year Elvis Presley's first record hit the chart, and more importantly, the year Marilyn Monroe and Joe DiMaggio wed. The Classic City won't be hosting a game similar to 1954's action. Even though Harrod Dogs already clinched the East, this one will be full of Jake Fromm sprinkling the air with TD passes and that stocked UGA backfield barreling down on the Texas Agrarians. The Generals' victor, Georgia. SMU at Navy. Navy Marine Corps Stadium will be at attention when this AAC West contest kicks off. Both the Ponies and Middies are in the hunt for a conference title. A win Saturday coupled with a Memphis Tiger loss, and one of these two prestigious schools will be in business. Coach Sonny Dykes has his Dallas breed locked and loaded for the trip east. 
but the United States Naval Academy is poised to lay siege on the Equine Consortium. Midi defensive stud Kevin Brennan will be roving and rowing his way throughout, but that horde of wild horses from Big D will be too tricky to tame. The General's Victor, SMU. Pittsburgh at Virginia Tech. A two-loss-in-the-conference team will be the winning ticket for one member of the Coastal Division of the Atlantic Coast Conference. And you got three teams jockeying for that drawing. Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Pittsburgh. So this duel at Lane Stadium will give one of these teams hope moving into the final weekend. The loser? And it's crickets for conference supremacy aspirations. As the sun sets on this one, the Hokie Birds will be happy... But kind of sad, too, as this is Bud Foster's final home game as VT defensive coordinator after 33 years. The General's victor, Virginia Tech. UCLA at USC. The victory bell's up for grabs when these surfer boys from Tinseltown hang 10 Saturday. And the men of Troy better have their big boy togs on as this is their last game of the regular season. The numbers indicate a convincing Trojan win at the Coliseum. Even though the injury bug bit them bad as the season started, SC is in stable condition with Keaton Slovin slinging TDs. Traveler will stampede the whimpering Westwood wildlife as a way of getting back at 2018's Rose Bowl setback. The Generals' victor, they get that revenge, USC. Ahead on General Gridiron. The old gray lady's got one more great game left in her, Louisiana Tech at UAB. And the horseshoes got Lee Corso and company hanging around for Penn State, Ohio State. Keep it here. General Gridiron will be right back. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist. The only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You too can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. Take advantage of our best Black Friday sale ever and save up to $400 when you buy a mattress and premium sleep bundle by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Greetings, soldiers. This is General Gridiron back with you. Each week, this fabulous football forecast is heard on some of the finest radio stations where college football reigns supreme, including WBRT AM 1320, serving Central Kentucky for over 60 years in Lebanon Junction, Kentucky. 
and in Paris, Texas, on KFYN FM 104.3, The River. We appreciate all of our radio affiliates. Now, let's get back into the football fight. Louisiana Tech at UAB. Legion Field in Birmingham is at its sunset of sustainability. Built back in 1927, the current tenant there, UAB, is moving out to a newer, shinier downtown facility in 2021. So thank you, old gray lady. And if the site of the famous 1992 SEC championship game is going to rekindle any kind of hysteria, this Saturday's Magic City meetup is probably the last title contending game left to be played on Graymont Avenue. Skip Holtz has his ankle-biting canines ready to do their business on that Birmingham blaze. Will Coach Bill Clark's boys blow back with a lot of heat? The General's victor? Louisiana Tech. California at Stanford. Big game. That's what this one's called. And the farm is rolling out the redwoods for the rival from across the bay. This 122nd meeting of Cal and Stanford features two teams having rather forgettable seasons. When 2019 kicked off, the Bears were quick to the top 25 and are now 2-5 and five in league action and appeared to be heading to an early Christmas. Oh, Stanford's a whopping 3-5 and five in Pac-12 play. Perhaps the play of 1982 can be mimicked and make this one somewhat newsworthy this year. The Generals victor... Stanford. Temple at Cincinnati. Hooter T. Owls excited this road trip to five-way chili country doesn't get going until the sun sets in the west. Temple also doesn't want the setting sun to go down on their hopes of returning to the AAC throne. UC's future is simple. Win against the Loudmouths from Philly, and they're in the conference title game, possibly hosting it on 7 December. Michael Warren II's running and the Cats' comeback capability ought to help get the party started early in historic Nippert Stadium. The Generals' victor, Cincinnati. Texas at Baylor. Fox Sports 1's got the broadcast rights for this mid-afternoon Big 12 pillow fight. Both the Bovines and the Baptist Behemoths had disappointing, embarrassing contests last Saturday. But this conference shows no sympathy. Next man up. McLean Stadium and that Baylor line will have to hold a little tighter than that second half of Week 12's Meltdown versus OU. A lot of burnt orange will make the short trip to the Brazos' banks for an almost home game. But Matt Rule's gritters ain't gonna go down for a second consecutive week. The Generals' victor, Baylor. Penn State at Ohio State. The Nittany Lions and Buckeyes have met on the gridiron since back in 1912. There were only a handful of games between them before PSU accepted a Big Ten invite in 93, and since then the Buckeyes have kind of dominated the series. It should be another victory at the Horseshoe for the home team during this high noon toe meets leather. College game day is going to be at the game, including Buckeye QB turned ESPN superstar Kirk Herbstreet. In this one, current nut signal caller Justin Fields will put on a show, and The Ohio will make a statement. The General's victor, Ohio State. We've already looked at the weekend's biggest battles across the land, but hang on to your helmet, there's more around the corner. We'll be back in a moment to wrap up this week's General Gridiron Cupcake Weekend Edition with our Rapid Fire Picks. From... 
to. Aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. This is General Gridiron back with you. We've already maneuvered through this weekend's frontline college football showdowns. Now, it's time to fix bayonets and storm the field with our rapid-fire football forecast. Notre Dame bamboozles Boston College. Kentucky mauls UT Martin. Wisconsin jumps over Purdue. Missouri escapes against Tennessee. Southern Miss tops Western Kentucky. Oklahoma puts the hurts on TCU. Louisville boxing one Syracuse. The game, Harvard outsmarts Yale. Wake Forest drops Duke. Houston claws Tulsa. Miami ain't gonna have jet lag versus Florida International. Minnesota rebounds at Northwestern. Indiana upsets Michigan. Kansas State outshoots Texas Tech. Wofford wallops the Citadel. LSU destroys Arkansas. Memphis embarrasses South Florida. And in the South's oldest rivalry, the William and Mary Tribe take the Capital Cup against the Richmond Spiders in the 130th meeting between them. Well, troops, you can now put your swords back in their scabbards. We're all out of picks on this week number 13 edition of General Gridiron. We'll be back again next week, same General Gridiron time, same General Gridiron station. So don't forget to tune us in on the radio, Facebook, YouTube TV, or simply download the Y'all Show free on iTunes podcast. And don't forget to tell your friends all about the show. Just search for General Gridiron. This is John Rawl, the General of Gridiron Glory, thanking you for letting me be part of your weekend celebration. General Gridiron is a production of Y'all. For more, log on to y'all.com, the ultimate guide to the South. Thank you, General Gridiron. When we come back in hour two of this, the Y'all Kickoff Show, we'll look at the Big 12 games going on. We'll also get a barbecue report from our friend Matt Hermans as he's going to talk about deep frying turkeys. Also, it'll be our SEC spotlight midway through the second hour, and we'll hear from Jimbo Fisher and Jeremy Pruitt of the Tennessee Vols, plus college football lanyap, a look around the group of five games, and some FCS games of note. All that in the second half of this, the Y'all Kickoff Show. Kickoff show hour number two. The second half begins on this 13th weekend of college football. And we like to walk through all of the Southern teams and what's going on. But if we have to talk about the teams outside of South, we'll talk about those a little bit. 
And right now on the Y'all Kickoff Show, I want to remind you, we have our SEC focus coming up in just a few minutes. We'll hear from a couple of coaches from the Southeastern Conference. And as we wrap up this Y'all Kickoff Show here for this 13th weekend, college football lanyard will come your way at the end of the hour. We'll look at a couple of the group of five conferences and FCS teams in action this weekend. And from Dixie would love, we'll send this home or send us to kickoff. <laughs> That's even a better option. Well, let's talk a little Big 12 football, courtesy of our barrister of Big 12, Matt Hermans. And Matt, oh, by the way, also serves as our barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. Each Tuesday on the Y'all Show, he drops by with a report on both the Big 12 and barbecue. And this week, as we're getting ready in less than a week now to celebrate Thanksgiving, some of y'all might like to deep fry turkeys. And we have to ask our turkey guy, Matt Hermans, about that. And we need to get some tips from the barrister. So, barrister, if you don't mind, let's hear your thoughts on deep frying turkey. I will tell you this. this there's really nothing to be scared of if you do it the way you're supposed to do. And I'm here to give you some pointers on that. So, first of all, uh, the, the great, I'm going to tell you the upsides on frying a turkey. The wonderful thing about frying a turkey is the incredible amount of moisture that is lost in to the turkey when you when you deep fry it. Sometimes, much as I love turkey, sometimes turkey can tend to try to dry out a little bit. And we pretty much, you know, uh, the dark meat on a turkey is certainly popular, uh, but I think the white meat, the breast, is, is probably the most popular uh, piece of a turkey for Thanksgiving. That's what we all think about. Mm-hmm. Even dark meat, even dark meat chicken guys like myself who, you know, pretty much discard the breast and eat the legs. Uh, I think even even people like me eat the, the breast on uh, on Thanksgiving, so it can be dried out. Not the case with a dry, with a uh, with a deep fried turkey. Not the case at all. And the reason for that is just the same reason you you have when you fry chicken. You have such a high level of heat in the in the oil. It's just such a hot. Not only just the heat level, but also coat everything so quickly it also enhances it also shortens the cooking time so you don't lose that moisture long term there's no evaporation Mm -hmm. so you get moisture out of it and it also uh you know john it's like microwaving a turkey it's so fast i mean you could take a 10 15 pound bird if you have a pot large enough uh, and you can cook it in 45 minutes you can cook it in an hour this is a incredibly fast way to cook a bird so those are the good things about it the incredible moisture level um and the quickness or the time frame you know you got a darn good point there well let's now switch over to the big 12 action if you don't mind barrister and to understand what's going on in the Big 12, again, they take the top two teams and put them in the conference championship game in a couple of weeks. They don't have the divisions like all the other Power 5 programs have. And let's talk about where we are in the Big 12 standings. OU and Baylor are 6-1. and one. And, of course, OU with the tiebreaker there. Then you got a couple of teams with four and three conference marks. Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and Texas. Then you come down to the teams that are three and four in the league. Kansas State and TCU, Texas Tech, and West Virginia have an equal record at two and five. And poor old Les Miles and the Hawks of of Kansas as Kansas is at one and six in Big 12 play. So we're not quite ready to put OU and Baylor in Arlington, but I would say they're right at the doorstep. I would say so, too. Both those teams would have to lose their last two games, uh, and the other team sitting at three losses would have to win their last two games 
and then it would be um, then it would go down to the different criteria that they use. But I would say there's a there is a better than fifty percent chance that we're going to see OU Baylor again. Mm-hmm. What I would have been. Well, maybe this time Baylor will get the best of them and advance to a really big bowl game. But still a good job by Matt Rule. He's taken something out of nothing. This was a program two years ago that lost to the Liberty Flames, I think it was. And they just had all the the off-the-field controversy. And he's got a darn good program going on there at McLean Stadium. That's your Big 12 standings. Now, let's talk about some Big 12 news. This guy is not necessarily coaching in the Big 12 right now, but Bob Stoops' name keeps coming up for the Florida State job. And, of course, he's a guy who's got a job. His job is the new head coach of the Dallas-area XFL team that's going to debut in February of 2020. Hey, what do you think of Coach Stoops' name even being considered for a major college football job? Honestly, I think it's great. Um, I, you know, big, uh, Bob Stoops is – Obviously synonymous with the Oklahoma Sooners, uh, even even with the success Lincoln Riley's had. Think of Bob Stoops, think of Oklahoma, and vice versa. Uh, I think I like the fit. Um, Stoops going, in other words, Stoops uh, being linked to the Florida State job. I like the fit, and, and here's why. Uh, there, there are a couple different kinds of coaches, I think, throughout college football. You have the really uh, tactical coaches, you have the technicians that specialize on one side of the ball. In other words, for instance, a Bud Foster at Virginia Tech, this is the defensive coordinator his entire life, but a defensive-minded uh, tactician as a head coach. So a CEO, but also uh, very technically sound. You have guys like Sonny Dykes, an offensive uh, head coach, a very a specialized offensive coordinator as head coach. And we can go on and on and on. There are different coaches like that. Uh, Chip Kelly may be an offensive guy as well. For Oregon, we could talk about it uh, down the line. But you also have the other time. Maybe not at UCLA. Come on now. Yeah, right. <laughs> maybe not now. But, uh, you know, I think that's what they might have hired him for. But it's just not coming together. But long story short, then you have the other type of coach, which is more of a CEO, a figurehead. a And, I, you know, CEO is kind of a term that people throw around. It's kind of trite, uh, a little bit of a cliche. But, what I mean is, is they, it's somebody who runs the day-to-day business, somebody who um, who puts a face on the program, someone who recruits, someone who has a sense of, um, he is a big word here, like gravitas uh, program, somebody who comes in, shakes kids' hands, and lends this element of, of heft and weight for a program. Bob Stoops is one of those guys. He's not a... Um, he's not somebody who is going to spend, you know, 14 hours a day in X's and O's. He's somebody who runs a football program, uh, deals with the public, recruits well, um, really puts off an air of just a, a, a really high-end, high-level, big-name college football coach and runs each aspect, uh, delegates quite a bit. He's more of the CEO type of coach, and I think that's a perfect fit uh, at Florida State. I think Bobby Bowden was this type of coach for many, many years there, big name. Uh, you know, big big man in the sport uh, lends a lot of, uh, like I say, heft and weight to recruiting, uh, and, and is able to draw in uh, assistants who know they're going to be with someone who really runs a, a quality ship. I like Bob Stoops there, Florida State. Florida State has uh, a lot of athletes in Florida, the Panhandle, and Alabama, the whole area over there uh, surrounding Tallahassee. I think Stoops is the perfect guy for that type of job. To be completely honest, so you're in favor of it, okay? I like it. I All like right. It. What has Bob Stoops really been doing the last two years? I know he's supposed to take over this new XFL franchise, but 
has he been hanging out in Norman? Or what's he doing? Well, he's been attending a lot of Oklahoma football games. Okay, so I know that. Uh, <laughs> he's been. I think he's been kind of a uh, kind of a background presence there for Lincoln Riley. Uh, he has not been far removed from Oklahoma. He hasn't been running anything, but okay. he's not. He's not someone who is uh, who is terribly far removed from the Oklahoma football program. I, personally, I think. I think Bob Stoops has been figuring out a way to get back into coaching is what I think he's uh-huh. been doing. I don't think he's done at all. Uh, he's a relatively – well, he's not an old man, put okay. it that way. Well, uh, so. it sounds like he's really having a great time in Norman going to the tailgates and stuff because it's not like he's going up to the tailgates. It's like, man, Coach Stoops, we sure wish you were back here. Our program is in the dumps. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Lincoln Riley's job is uh, is pretty secure. So yeah, no, he's, he's certainly not. He's not looking at pulling a Bill Snyder in Kansas State. At all. <laughs> I think I think he wants to coach again, but not at Oklahoma. All right. Well, that is fantastic news. Now, what's coming up in the Big Twelve this weekend? We've got some monster games continuing in the conference. Maybe not quite Baylor, Oklahoma, going on, but hey, we will tell you that OSU, the Cowboys, will be going into red hot West Virginia as WVU comes back home after that big road win at K-State. This is a game set for high noon Eastern, 11 o'clock on ESPN2. Mr. Hermans, what about the Mountaineers and the Pokes? Yeah, well, the Mountaineers, um, you'd, you'd initially say Oklahoma State's got the edge there. Uh, Spencer Sanders, the freshman quarterback, playing well again, had a little bit of a slump in the middle of the season. Uh, even without Tyler Wallace, Chuba Hubbard keeps on chugging, chugging along like a freight train, uh, just terrorizing defensive lines and linebackers there at the running back position for Oklahoma State. But, uh, you know, West Virginia, uh, shoot, they, they surprised Kansas State um, just a few days ago. So a very unpredictable team there that Neil Brown has. But I would still I would still believe that Oklahoma State uh, has the motivation still technically in the hunt for the Big 12 title game, despite them being unlikely they're not out of it mathematically. So I think the motivation there is going to push them to a victory. Hey, can I share some Chuba Hubbard slash Canadian humor that I just came up with? Yeah, let's hear what it's about. <laughs> well, along those lines, do you know what Chuba Hubbard's position there in the backfield with Oklahoma State is? Maple syrup? No. Uh, I don't, he I don't is- know. He he is an A back, an A back. Okay, you know, that's like a new one. I've a, heard about an A. You know how Canadians say A? Uh, an E H back. Yeah, he's an A back oh. in the backfield I, for OSU, and that's what I'm talking about. Uh, that's not bad. I'll okay, give you that. not as good as you though. I I, I have to give all <laughs> credit to you. The Rock Chalk Jayhawkers will be traveling to their fellow Big 8 opponent of yesteryear as Iowa State and the Jayhawks have a game at Jack Trice Stadium set for 12 noon, 11 central. Who's going to walk out of there with the victory, eh? <laughs> well, I like the clones. I like the little birdie in the, in the uh, tornado there. Um, okay. I think Iowa State... I think aside from uh, Oklahoma and maybe Baylor, I think Iowa State is probably playing the best football in the Big 12. Um, really, really think that's a, a tough team to handle despite their non-impressive record. But technically, they're still in the hunt as well. Yeah, 6-4 is their overall mark. So, still, so, 
Exactly. So theoretically, mathematically, still on the chase for a Big 12 title berth if things were to fall their way. But uh, Iowa State playing very well. I like that football team. They're coming together a little later in the season. But uh, give me the clones and Matt Campbell, heck of a coach. All right. Big game at McLean Stadium again this weekend. As Baylor, they were hoping to walk into this one still undefeated. Unfortunately, the fellows from down in Austin will be coming up to Waco for this one as the Longhorns and Baylor have a matchup at McLean Stadium. Yeah. Uh, this is a you know two-hour battle, an I-35 battle, if you will. So you got Baylor just a couple hours up the road from Austin. And, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be plenty of, um, you know, you call it bad blood, you call it rivalry. Uh, you, what, you, what you have is a blue blood in the Texas Longhorns who believe – uh, in their heart that they are just on a completely different level than the Baylor Bears, and they will want to, um, you know, despite, you know, reality over the last several years, that, that don't let reality get in the way, but the Texas Longhorns will come in looking to um, show Baylor that they're Baylor. Uh, this is always the way it works with Baylor in Texas. Uh, there will be a lot of Longhorn fans there at McLean uh, Stadium since it is such a short drive. This will be interesting. What I'm curious to see, and I'm actually excited about this game, not that it has a huge bearing on anything for the Longhorns in particular. It certainly does for Baylor. But Baylor is coming off uh, an absolute beast of a football game, an absolute heartbreaker of the highest order. I mean, you go from being a team that has a chance at a, a uh, almost said BCS, a playoff berth, um, to, you know, to be completely honest now, in the Big 12 on the outside looking in at that, uh, Oklahoma is going to be ranked uh, far above Baylor now in the playoff rankings. Um, and, you know, uh, you could say with good reason or without good reason, but that's just the fact of the matter. So they go from being the only undefeated in the Big 12 with the inside track to making the playoff to on the outside looking in and in, in a heartbreaking fashion. So uh, Texas Longhorns are going to be coming in frothing, ready to put Baylor in their place. And the Baylor Bears are coming off an absolutely soul-crushing loss to the Oklahoma Sooners, it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. This is probably going to be one of the hardest games for Matt Rule to coach this whole year, I would imagine, just getting his guys motivated to get back in and say, listen, this this game, this season is not over. You've got to beat the Longhorns. You know, we can still win the Big 12. So uh, I will be curious to see how the Baylor Bears bounce back. It's going to be difficult. The Longhorns are going to be ready to play. I have to ask you about the Longhorns with Coach Herman. If they somehow lose this game at Waco this weekend, Texas will drop to six and five. And that's not exactly what Longhorn fans were hoping for when they signed this guy up to a multi, multi, multi million dollar contract. No, no, it is, it is not. Um, you know, the the, uh, the new car or the new coach sticker is still kind of hanging on Tom Herman. He's still got that new coach smell <laughs> if you get up close to him. Um, but, you know, the, the Texas Longhorns believe they are Alabama, okay? And uh, despite their history maybe saying that they're not and they never have been, that has never been one one that has never been something that stops them from believing they're Alabama or um, a number of other you know consistent all time trophy case filling blue bloods. Uh, so, I think the word you're looking for is delusional. It, sure, sure, yeah. I'm not the. I was I was not going to to say it, but <laughs> that is true. So they 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 are under they are under the impression that that's who they are. 
and that that's who they should be every year. So I will tell you this, despite uh, the absolute fawning of the Texas media and, and the national media, honestly, over Tom Herman and him uh, kissing the uh, nape of the neck on each one of his players prior to the football game, which is his decision, um, that will turn sour very, very quickly if the Longhorns don't start to win. Now, of course, they haven't won a whole lot of anything since Mac Brown, and, of course, he was not good enough for them, so they ran him out of there as well. Um, despite a national championship, but again, this is a, this is a program who believe, that believes they're Alabama, and they're not going to wait very long for Tom Herman. You will be shocked at how quickly the uh, the the, uh, the fortunes there for Mister Herman will change in Austin, uh, and he's he's right on the verge. I know he's only been there a short period of time, uh, but that is a very unique place to coach. It can be um, very glamorous, and it can be uh, brutal. So we'll see how this pans out. It could be a bad off season for, for, for Coach Herman. All right, your last two Big 12 games going on this 13th weekend of college football. The Kansas State Wildcats try to rebound after a tough home loss, and they'll be at Jones AT&T Stadium in Lubbock to take on the Red Raiders. This is a Fox Sports 1 broadcast set for 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Lubbock County time. And then the final game, TCU will be at Oklahoma, and this game set for an 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock start on the Fox Network from Memorial Stadium in Norman. Anything about those final two games you need to throw in here, Barrister? Uh, just briefly, Texas Tech looking to become bowl eligible after two straight losing seasons. They need to win their last two games, which is going to be very, very difficult for them to do. Um, TCU is also looking to become bowl eligible. They're only one win away. Uh, but again, just like I said, uh, Baylor is going to have difficulty maybe getting mer- uh, motivated. I think Oklahoma is not going to have any problems getting motivated after that win. So I think they'll be ready for TCU and they'll win that game going away. Excellent commentary from our barbecue and Big 12 barrister, Matt Hermans. When the Y'all Show comes right back after this short timeout, we'll switch over to the SEC as most of the teams have either no game at all this weekend or they're playing very easy games, FCS opponents, what we call Cupcake Weekend. There's a couple of games worth mentioning. In fact, we'll hear some coaches from the games that matter We'll hear those, that audio coming up in our next segment. Stick around for that. And don't forget, at the end of the hour, we'll have college football lanyap and from Dixie with Love. All that coming your way next on the Y'all Kickoff Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at bevel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. 
Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. Gagum. This is the Y'all Kickoff Show, and I'm John Rawl. And sure enough, those Texas A&M Aggies, a big win in Week 12 over the Chickens from Columbia. And now they're going to go back to the eastern portion of the SEC as they'll be playing for the second consecutive week an SEC East school as the Aggies march in to Sanford Stadium in Athens to take on a very good Georgia Bulldog bunch. We'll talk about that one and more here in our SEC Spotlight. I'm John Rawl. This is the Y'all Kickoff Show, getting you ready for all of the weekend's games across the SEC and other conferences. But this specifically right here on the Y'all Kickoff Show is our SEC focus. And Jimbo Fisher's team, they go into Athens for the first time since 1954. And and by the way, back in 54, Texas A&M beat the Georgia Bulldogs. I guess back then that's when Georgia used to wear those silver helmets. And they were, I don't think the 50s were all that generous to Georgia Bulldog fans. But they turned that around when Vince Dooley arrived in the 60s. And and I think they had been pretty good in the 40s too. I know that's when they had a Heisman Trophy winner, Sinkwich, I believe was his name, back in the 1940s. Forgive me for not knowing all of my UGA football history. But I know a pretty good amount. I've been to Athens, Georgia a whole bunch in my time. And let's talk about what's going on in Athens this week as Jimbo Fisher now goes in there as the A&M coach. I'm trying to think. I don't think he's ever coached there as a head coach in all of his time at FSU. I don't think FSU ever played Georgia in Athens. And so this ought to be kind of a big game for him as he marches those Aggies in to SEC East Country and specifically UGA. And let's go in and now hear the head coach of the Ags as he gets ready to take his team to Clark County, Georgia. Sometimes the fatigue early, I think there was a lot more early than you thought because you didn't see, I mean, you recognize it with youth, but they were hitting it because they were, some of them got really put in tough situations where they were starters, not in games six, seven, and eight, but in games two, three, and four, and five. I mean, there was, there was, I mean, it was, 
how to prepare, how to practice, the wear and tear on you mentally, psychologically of playing at that high level and some of the teams at which we were playing early in the season, you know, that, that wear and tear. They, there was a wall there, and they, but they, kept, they just kept playing. They just kept playing. They learned through it. They fought through it, and I've gotten better. And hopefully, you know, we can get you know play the last two games before we hit another wall, and then we can regroup for a bowl game. But uh, you know, we got to get through these last two games with that. But I think they're learning and understanding cause and effect of how we practice, what's required, how to do it, and when you do things right, you get good results. How much fun is it for you with your offensive approach that? kind of what you're doing, what's old is new again, and defenses are having trouble preparing for that. Now. Well, I mean, it is. It's it still sound football. It still gives you chances, and you still could throw it. You can still – you know, people people don't realize you're getting split pro. That's as good a formation there is to throw the football. When you're basking, catching, you got a tight end who's versatile and two receivers, that's as good a formation there is to throw the football. People don't look at that. You can do all kind of stuff out of that. So, I mean, it all derives from that. And, it, and I think as long as you keep your roots and don't – leave them too far, we can go the one back, we can go no huddle, we can do all the spread stuff, but having that as your base where you teach from gives you sometimes when you have to go back and pull it back out, it's good. A&M football coach Jimbo Fisher in his second year leading Texas A&M and his Aggies and Georgia get together this weekend. SEC East opponents Tennessee and Missouri, they get together at Ferro Field in Columbia this weekend. Both teams needing wins in their case to build a case to go to a bowl. Jeremy Pruitt was at the mic earlier this week in Knoxville. And let's hear from the coach of the Tennessee Vols as his Vols get ready to go take on those Tigers. You know, the clock's ticking, right, on 2019 team. I've said all along that this group of guys enjoy being around each other. We enjoy being around them. Um, so, you know, and, and, and we still as a team have a lot to prove, and our guys are looking forward to have the opportunity to, to try to be at our best on Saturday. Injuries, uh, you know, we're, we're probably as healthy as we've been in a long time. I feel like in the last five games we've improved in the middle eight. Uh, we – it probably – uh, cost us a chance to win some football games early in the in the season, uh, whether it was not capitalizing on uh, on touchdowns or or uh, you know turning the football over, so uh, or letting somebody score right at the end of the half. So we've tried to focus on improving there. UT head football coach Jeremy Pruitt in Knoxville this week as Tennessee on a three-game win streak, and they hope to make that four at Columbia, Missouri this weekend. To give you an idea of where the SEC teams stand right now, in the East, we know the Georgia Bulldogs will be playing in Atlanta, representing the East Division in the championship game. Georgia 6-1 and one, heading into this next to the last weekend of the regular season. It will be Georgia's final conference game this weekend as they take on Texas A&M. Florida is wrapped up in SEC play. They're 6-2, and 9-2 and two overall. The Gators with a breather this weekend before they face their longtime rival, Florida State next weekend. Tennessee's at three and three in SEC play. The Gamecocks are three and five. That's also the mark Kentucky has at this point. Kentucky is five and five. They can get to bowl eligibility this weekend. We'll tell you about who they're playing in just a moment. Missouri is five and five. They play Tennessee. Both teams needing that win to further their case of going to a bowl. Vanderbilt is one and six in SEC play, two and eight. And earlier this week, 
it was announced that Derek Mason will return as Vanderbilt's head football coach. He got the endorsement of the athletic director. No coaching change along West End this year. In the SEC West, the Tigers of LSU still continue to be the best team in the SEC. They've got a 6-0 and conference mark and 10-0 and and of course ranked number one in all the land. The Crimson Tide are nipping on the Tigers Hill. The Tigers are 6-0. The Crimson Tide 6-1 and in SEC play and 9-1 and overall ranked fifth in the CFP rankings. Texas A&M is at 4-2, and 7-3 and overall. They got a tough road here with Georgia this week and LSU next week. Auburn is at 4-3, and 7-3 overall. MSU is at 2-5, and 4-6, and, and their Magnolia State rival, the Mississippi Land Sharks, are also at 2-5. and five. Those two teams get together on Thanksgiving night in Starkville. Mississippi is at 4-7 and seven overall. And then you come to Arkansas as the Hawks are 0 and 6, 2 and 8 overall, and Arkansas with an SEC game of note going on this weekend. We'll tell you about that momentarily, but that is where we stand in the standings. And the only intrigue is is LSU going to outlast Alabama in the SEC West and go to Atlanta to take on Georgia. Now we go to the games going on here on this 23rd day of of November. It's football Saturday in the SEC and the Crimson Tide have the Western Carolina Catamounts coming in for a game. It's set for 12 Eastern, 11 o'clock Central. This is going to be on ESPN, believe it or not, between the Catamounts and the Crimson Tide from Bryant-Denny Stadium. And then we go to the Sanford Bulldogs from that same conference Western Carolina's from, the Southern Conference. Sanford will be playing the the Auburn Tigers. Auburn number 15. This game set for 12 noon Eastern, 11 Central on the SEC Network from Jordan Hare Stadium. The Texas A&M Aggies will be at Georgia. We mentioned that. That will be your CBS special this week. 3.30 Athens time, 2.30 Central as Aggies and number four Georgia in Sanford Stadium. The SEC Network's got a kickoff at the same exact time as Kentucky hosts UT Martin as Kentucky can get bowl eligible with a win over the Skyhawks. This is a 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central kick again from Kroger Field on the SEC Network. The SEC Alternate Channel's got the Vanderbilt Commodores at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Nashville time hosting the ETSU Bucks as Randy Sanders is the coach of ETSU. He was a longtime assistant in Knoxville for the Vols, went to Florida State, and in year number two at ETSU, his team goes into Vanderbilt with a win at their back as ETSU got the win over Mercer last weekend, and they've got a struggling Vanderbilt team awaiting. This is an SEC Network alternate game set for, again, 2.30 Nashville time from Vanderbilt Stadium. The Arkansas Razorbacks will be (laughs) a tough challenge awaits for them. Arkansas will be at number one LSU. It's a 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central time kick on ESPN. And then we get to our primetime lineup. Abilene Christian out of the Southland Conference will be at Davis Wade Stadium taking on the Mississippi State Bulldogs. This is another SEC Network alternate game set for 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Stark Vegas time. Let the cowbells ring when the Bullies and Abilene Christian get together from Davis Wade. And our final SEC game features a pair of SEC East foes on the SEC Network. It's a 7 7.30 Eastern kick, 6.30 Central between the Tennessee Vols and the Missouri Tigers. Will the Vols, or will it be Mizzou, get that big win and get closer to going to a bowl? Faroe Field is where you'll find this game. Again, is your primetime game 
on the SEC Network. And that wraps up your lineup for Week 13. Remember, a couple teams enjoying a much-needed break. That includes the Florida Gators, the Gamecocks, and the Mississippi Landsharks are off this 13th weekend. All righty, we're going to switch gears to the Group of Five and FCS teams from the Southland after this timeout. Stick around. It's our final segment of the Y'all Kickoff Show with John Rawl. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You too can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. Take advantage of our best Black Friday sale ever and save up to $400 when you buy a mattress and premium sleep bundle by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babble.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. Last segment of the Y'all Kickoff Show. Thank you again for tuning in to this show that's all about college football and how we walk all through the lineup of games of this 13th weekend. And that, the fight song of the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns, as, believe it or not, you la la is at 8-2. and two. They have a new coach this year. And what a nice turnaround after Hudspeth took off and I guess was sent packing by the administration there at ULL. And by the way, Hudspeth's done a good job at Austin P. I'll tell you about the Govs in a second. 
but Louisiana Lafayette taking on the Troy Trojans, and this game set for Cajun Field and Lafayette. It's going to be an ESPN Plus here, and that's a 5 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Lafayette start, as this is our Group of Five Spotlight and FCS Spotlight, what we call college football land yap as we wrap up this y'all kickoff show for week 13 other sunbelt games going on on this football saturday louisiana lafayette's rival from the pelican state the monroe warhawks they've got coastal carolina coming in from conway that's a game at malone stadium that's going to kick off at five eastern four o'clock central and that pits two teams with four and six records going up against each other. Also with six and four records are two teams going to face each other in Jonesboro at Indian Stadium there, Arkansas State and Georgia Southern. They battle on ESPN+. Plus. That's a game set for 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Jonesboro time between the Eagles and the Red Wolf Indians. Texas State, the Bobcats are going to be going to the mountain as Kid Brewer Stadium is the place where they'll be battling the number 24 Appalachian State. Mountaineers, App State, 9-1, and one, comfortably in control of going to the Sunbelt Championship game. ESPN Plus is how you can view this one at 2.30 Eastern, 1.30 Central. And the last Sunbelt game to spotlight here is the South Alabama Jags, who've had a horrible season this year. And they'll be in Atlanta at Georgia State Stadium to visit the Georgia State Panthers as the Sean Elliott coach Panthers are right now six and four and need a couple of more wins and they should have not too hard of a challenge against the Jags out of Mobile ESPN plus broadcasting this one at Atlanta at two Eastern one o'clock central. And that's your Sunbelt line up here for this weekend. Give me independence. Well, the independent of the South in action is the Liberty Flames and Hugh Freeze's teams. They're going to be in nearby Charlottesville as Scott Stadium awaits this game between the Cavs and Liberty. By the way, Dr. Falwell, the leader of Liberty University, is a UVA Law School alum. So I wonder who he's going to be pulling for in this one. Liberty is 6-4 and four on the season, and with another couple of wins, they might be going to their first bowl game. I don't, I don't think they've been to a bowl game. I think they've just moved up and became eligible this year, if memory serves me correct. But they're going to have a challenge there taking on Bronco Mendenhall's Hoos. Now, let's talk about CUSA games here going on this weekend. The Thundering Herd of Marshall have seven wins to their credit. They're seven and three, and they're going to be going down to Charlotte to McColl Richardson Field, and the 49ers of UNC Charlotte await. This is a game set for 3.30 Eastern. Louisiana Tech and UAB have one of the best games in college football this weekend because it will help determine who's going to be playing for the championship of CUSA as the Bulldogs and Skip Holtz are at 8-2. and two. UAB and Coach Clark are 7-3. and three. This game at Legion Field in Birmingham. General Gridiron weighed in on this one in hour one. Go back and listen to it and see who he predicts to win this one between the Dogs and the Blazers. ESPN Plus is your broadcast device to watch this. 3.30 Eastern, 2 30 magic city time between louisiana tech and university of alabama birmingham north texas and rice have an all texas battle going on in houston at rice stadium the nfl network will be broadcasting this one at 3 30 eastern 2 30 houston time western kentucky and southern miss have a battle at mm roberts stadium the rock in hattiesburg and both of these teams have winning records and remember it was just a few weeks ago the toppers went into fayetteville and embarrassed the arkansas Razorbacks and now they'll be down in the rock to take on southern miss southern miss three and seven and three and have a chance to possibly emerge in the cusa championship game if things go their way 
ESPN Plus again, carrying this one, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Hattiesburg time. UTEP will be at New Mexico State in a game that doesn't feature a conference versus conference game. Aggie Memorial Stadium in Las Cruces has this one, a rare home game for New Mexico State, which is at 1-9 and nine right now, by the way. UTEP also at 1-9. and nine. Lo and behold, one of these teams is going to come out with a second win of the year. The Old Dominion, the Monarchs will be going to Murfreesboro and MTSU awaits. It's been a rough season in the borough as the Blue Raiders are 3-7. and seven. This game begins at 3.30 Nashville area time on ESPN3. FAU and UTSA have a date at Alamo Dome in San Antonio. ESPN Plus broadcasts this one at 6 Eastern, 5 Central. And then the FIU Panthers have a big game right there in Miami at FIU Stadium as their neighbor from just down the street in Coral Gables, the Miami Hurricanes, come in for a game. And this again starts at 7 Eastern, 6 o'clock Central on the CBS Sports Network. And it could be a statement game for the Panthers if they could beat the Miami Hurricanes. By the way, Miami is going to be saving 10 miles of driving time by going to this game at FIU Stadium than they would if they were playing at their own stadium in Miami Gardens. Does that make sense? I didn't think so. But that's what's in stock for the CUSA here this weekend. Now to the AAC, and congratulations to the Tulane Green Wave. They've already got their sixth win of the year, and it looks like they're going to be going to a bowl. But they would like to have a couple more wins their way. Not sure if they're going to get it this weekend as a tough game awaits. The gold, the the Golden Knights, I think they are, are just the Knights. I don't remember if they dropped the Golden or not. UCF is who we're talking about, and they're going to joust their way to the Big Easy as Tulane and UCF get together at Ullman Stadium. This is a high noon Eastern 11 Central kick on CBS Sports Network. Mike Houston's East Carolina Pirates go up to East Hartford as this game with the Yukon Huskies awaits East Carolina. ESPN3 is the place where you can see this one at 12 noon. SMU and Navy will be on the CBS Sports Network from Navy Marine Corps Stadium in Annapolis. This is a 3.30 Eastern kick between number 25 SMU and the midshipmen who were bubbling under the top 25 and at 7-2. And, and this one, along with the Memphis game, will help determine who's going to represent that division of AAC in the championship game. Speaking of the Tigers, Coach Norvell's Memphis Tigers will be in Tampa at Raymond James Stadium taking on Coach Smart's South Florida Bulls. Memphis is 9-1 and and ranked number 18. How about that? ESPNU again where you can see this one at 4 o'clock 3 Central. Temple and Cincinnati have a game of winning programs going on at Nippert Stadium. This is a 7 Eastern 6 Central kick between the Owls and the Bearcats on ESPN2. The Houston Cougars try to get another win. It's been a rough go of it thus far in year number one for Dana Holgerson and his Cougars will be going up to Tulsa and the Golden Hurricane at 3-7. and seven. This game at Chapman Stadium. It'll be on ESPNU. It starts at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30. Living on Tulsa time. And that's what's going on in the group of five games here on this 13th weekend of college football. Now let's talk a little FCS football, if you don't mind, while we still have a couple of minutes left in the program, as this is the last weekend of FCS football's regular season. Next weekend, it'll be the first round of the playoffs. The teams that are really good, they get to take next weekend off. It's a bye week, and they go on to the second round to await whoever emerges next weekend. So with that in mind, let me tell you about some teams and and some of the playoff 
ramifications. But the first game I'm going to tell you about has nothing to do with the playoffs because the Ivy League doesn't go to the playoffs, even though they got some good football played in that conference. It's the the game. I think it's what it's called. Harvard and Yale have their game going on at noon Eastern, 11 Central, televised on ESPNU. So watch the game between Harvard and Yale if you'd like to see Ivy League football on this football Saturday. Now, the Wofford Terriers have already won the bid for the Southern Conference as they are a champion of the Southern Conference. Now, they can be the outright champion with a win at Johnson Haygood Stadium as the Citadel is the home team. This is a game set for noon Eastern, 11 Central, ESPN Plus will be the place to watch this one between these South Carolina schools. It'll be a pretty empty Johnson Haygood Stadium. The cadets at the Citadel have already gone home on furlough for the Thanksgiving holiday. So Wofford might have more fans there than the Bulldogs as the Citadel still has a very small chance of getting a, a kind of an at-large bid to the FCS playoffs. But Wofford should be favored and, and likely will win this one there in Charleston. William and Mary, the Tribe, have their big rivalry with the Richmond Spiders this weekend. This is the, not Deep South's, but the South's oldest rivalry is what this one's called as they played more than 120 times the Tribe and the Spiders. This one starts at noon Eastern there in Richmond between Richmond and the Tribe of William and Mary, which, by the way, do you know what what team in the NFL has a former William and Mary player as its head football coach? Do, 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 do. It would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he's been there for several years now. Now back to the Ivy League. The Penn Quakers, Donald Trump's alma mater, have the Princeton Tigers coming into Philly. Jersey versus Philly. Somebody's going to get hurt in that one. 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 Central is the kick there from ESPN+. Plus. Hey, a good matchup of HBCUs from the Tar Heel State as North Carolina Central and the Aggies of North Carolina A&T, they get together at 1 Eastern, 12 Central, ESPN3 broadcast that one to the OVC. And this is a game that may mean a lot. Murray State will be going to Cape Girardeau to visit the Southeast Missouri State the Red Hawks there, and the Red Hawks are in a battle for OVC supremacy with Austin P. And we'll find out after this day's over which one of those teams is going to come out the outright champion, or we'll have to share it. But actually, the Govs have the tiebreaker. They've already beaten SEMO this year, but SEMO at home against the Racers this weekend, again, 2 o'clock Eastern 1 o'clock Cape Girardeau time there. Gardner-Webb and Kennesaw State have a Big South game. Kennesaw State still in the running for a share of that conference. Monmouth has already won that one. Believe it or not, a school from New Jersey is the champion of the Big South Conference. Go figure. Hey, a battle in Cookville between Tennessee schools, the Tennessee State Tigers, and the Golden Eagles of Tennessee Tech. They get together in Cooksville. Cookville, that starts at 2.30 Eastern, 1.30 Cookville time. Eastern Illinois and Austin P have a game in in Clarksville, Tennessee, that starts at 3 Eastern, 2 Central. And with a win, Austin P will be your outright champion of the OVC. The battle that happens in Jackson, Mississippi. The Jackson State Tigers and the Alcorn State Braves have a game this day. Should be a big crowd on hand in Mississippi's capital city. The Battle of South Dakota features the South Dakota Coyotes and the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. That game set for 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Central on ESPN+. Plus. FAMU and Bethune-Cookman have the HBCU Battle of Florida going down at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 in Daytona Beach. ESPN News has that game. 
And the last game from the FCS will spotlight the McNeese Cowboys and the Lamar Cardinals get together in Beaumont at 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central on ESPN3. McNeese trying to jockey for position in the Southland Conference, a conference that the race for the title is really down between southeastern Louisiana, Nickel State, and Central Arkansas. McNeese kind of sitting outside the fence looking in at this point but this ought to be a good game of nearby teams the cardinals and the cowboys of mcneese state and that's a look at fcs games and that is a wrap on week 13 of college football well thank you for listening to the y'all kickoff show we hope we've given you plenty of great information to get you ready for this weekend's action as next weekend is going to be a big one it's the biggest one all year it's rivalry weekend and college football can't wait for that one but this one's a good one even though it was cupcake weekend we've enjoyed bringing the y'all kickoff show your way so i'm john rawl thank you so much for listening have a wonderful weekend and from dixie with love is gonna get us to kickoff Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50.